Welcome to Your Personnel File, a podcast from U.S. Army Human Resources Command. Your Personnel File explores the programs, policies, and initiatives designed to serve you, the soldier, veteran, and family member. Now, let's join our host and find out what's inside Your Personnel File at HRC. Soldiers first. Welcome to Your Personnel File podcast. We're glad you're here. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Allie Scott, and in today's episode is all about gray area retirements, what these types of retirements are, who falls into this category, and along with my co-host, we will review best practices for a successful retirement and your entitlements. So if this episode is for you or someone you know, stay tuned and share it with your friend. We'll dive right in in a few minutes. Before we begin, let me introduce my co-host for today, Major Alan Lena. Major Lena is the chief of the Gray Area Retirements Branch. Yes, it has its own branch here at the U.S. Army Human Resources Command. So first up, tell me about you, the chief of Gray Area Retirements Branch and the purpose of your branch. Yeah, so again, my name is Major Alan Lanham and uh, I'm an Army Reservist, 18 years of service, uh, second go around here at HRC. Uh, previously was a talent manager. And now I get to, to move off and, and help people move into retirement and get the pay and benefits uh, that they've earned through a lifetime of service. So my team's main, main function is to process those pay applications from the gray area retirees and get them their pay and benefits started that they've earned. Okay. So retirement pay and benefits. So what's the type of retired soldier you deal with? What's their kind of demographics? Who, who's your customer? Right, so our main customer are the gray area retirees. Now to fall in that gray area retiree, uh, those are National Guard and Reserve soldiers who have qualified for retired pay. Uh, they've retired from their service, so they've stopped drilling. They've hung up their uniform, uh, but they haven't reached the age uh, where they receive those pay and benefits yet. So that time between when they hang up their uniform and they get their uh, first paycheck, uh, we refer to that as the gray area. And again, for um, uh, a reserve or National Guard soldier to be eligible for that, um, they have to uh, complete 20 years of credible service. And then the typical National Guard reservist qualifies for, for uh, paid retirement at the age of 60. However, um, some qualifying periods of active duty can reduce that age um, to get an earlier retirement. So to talk a little bit about more um, what a credible year is, um, how, they, how those years accumulate, and then how they become eligible. Um, so to qualify for retired pay, uh, the National Guard or Reserve Soldier must accumulate 20 credible years of service. And then so to, to kind of peel the onion back a little bit and talk about what a credible onion is or a credible year. Uh, so that credible year is based on that service member and it's typically when they rose their hand and enlisted and joined the army or the, the military. Um, and we refer to that as their anniversary year ending date or their AYE date. Um, it's previously been known as the retirement year ending date uh, so we just want to be clear that they understand that it's not based on a fiscal year, it's not based on a calendar year, but it's unique to that service member. So in that year, when they accumulate 50 points, 
that year counts towards their retirement and their credible years of service. So after they have, uh, have assumed, 20, assumed 20 years of uh, credible service, HRC produces a letter called the Notice of Eligibility, uh, also referred to as the 20-year letter. And so that makes them now eligible for retirement pay at their retirement date, which is typically age 60. So HRC will tell these guardsmen and reservists when they're close to their eligibility period? Yes, so uh, at age 59, uh, we'll send out a reminder uh, via U.S. Postal Service, a postcard that says, hey, you're turning 59, you're gonna be eligible for retirement pay and benefits um, soon, so, and that, that comes in the mail to them. And it provides information on how to get the process started, how to apply, where to go, and what they need to uh, submit. So let's go back. So let's say I'm a, I'm a guardsman um, or I'm a reservist, and I've, um, uh, I've collected years in different components. So I went from National Guard to active duty. Does that all factor in together for the whole of the sum, or would my retirement not fall into gray areas? It would rather fall into active duty. Right, so uh, when we talk about retirement for gray areas, it's referred to by regulation as non-regular retirement. Uh, and I, as I mentioned, it's very unique to that service member. So we have serv service members who have spent time on active duty, other components, uh, both National Guard and Reserve. However, uh, for a non-regular retirement, when they move in and they, they hang up their uniform and they move into the retired reserve, uh, they all become Army, uh, U.S. Army Reserve soldiers, and HRC is responsible for them at that point, even if they were in the National Guard. So they move from the Guard into the Army Reserve, okay. and uh, HRC manages them at that point. Okay, and is that in your branch? That is my branch, yep. So the gray area retirements, uh, that, again, they're not eligible for pay, but they've hung up their suit. That's that gray area, sure. and that's, that's our bread and butter. How much staff do you have? Uh, within your branch helping you with this? Uh, so we have a, we're authorized 24 uh, personnel. Um, I have all civilians. I'm the only uh, green suitor uh, in, in the branch. Um, and then that's broken up into separate teams. We have two paid teams. They're the one, main responsibility is processing those pay applications. And then an operations section that kind of deals with uh, the other responsibilities that we have within, within the gray area retirements. Okay, so if I'm, if I'm in this category, then there is somebody on the other end of the phone that can help me with, with the whole process. Yeah, so there's, there's okay. actually some great resources outside of HRC, um, gray area retirements to support. Um, we can spend a minute to talk about those. Um, okay. So within the National Guard and the uh, Army Reserve um, readiness divisions, there are retirement uh, service officers, RSOs, and these RSOs are, are trained in all the pay and benefits, the process, and they're really the boots on the ground to reach out to, uh, you know, across the world to reach out to these retirees. Um, those that are approaching the end of their service, uh, maybe have 17 to 20 years um, and are still drilling, and they provide a briefing. Um, they've done them, they do them both virtually and in person. And they talk about an explanation of the benefits, help them one-on-one -on -one with the process, um, uh, you know, to help them out. So we have more than just the gray area retirements. 
so we handle anywhere between 15 to 17,000 packets a year. Wow. Um, and you know, that's a pretty big amount of uh, actions for a staff of 24. Yeah, and so you said something I thought was, was, was really cool. You said uh, each case is unique. You know, because not every retirement is going to be this, and especially in your business, right? You've got folks with all kinds of different things that make up those points and ages and uh, factors. So, um, I mean, your your customer base is very is varied. It's so different, right? And yeah, there's, there's not a day that goes by where I, I, I don't learn something about a different path for a career. So uh, it's very unique. You know, you have individuals that uh, can serve up until they're, they are eligible for that retirement day, until they turn 60. And, um, you know, the, there's soldiers that join uh, the Army Reserve at 18 right out of high school, and they get out at 38, and we don't touch them again until they turn 60. So they're actually in that gray area longer than they served. So they're there for about 22 years before we, um, you know, the, they come back to us and ask for that retirement Incredible. Pay. 24 folks. Yeah, for 24 Okay, folks. what's your passion for this, is did did you did you apply to be the the branch chief, or is this something you fell into? What's your passion with it? Yeah, so this is my second go around at HRC. When I first came here, I was a talent manager, uh, career manager, so I was helping people in their career. Uh, and I'm an Army reservist. I've been in for 18 years. Um, and uh, when I was asked if I wanted to come back to be a branch chief, uh, the gray area retirements. Probably like most, I didn't know what that was, but I'm kind of getting towards the end of my career. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's very special to be able to hand somebody their retirement after, you know, serving a lifetime, serving this nation and their country. So it's, uh, I think it's a great honor to help those individuals out. So I was pretty excited to come back and be able to, to do that. And then personally to be able to learn the ins and outs of the retirement process just for myself and, and, and all the ins and outs of it. So Yeah, what's that saying? Knowing is half the battle, right? Knowing is half the battle, yes. <laughs> right. So to have a successful retirement, folks need to be informed, proactive, and informed. And I see that as, as part of your job. So let's talk about some of the entitlements for these gray area retirees. Let's talk about, uh, so let's talk about entitlements and then we can get into pitfalls or how someone might um, inadvertently, you know, muck up the process. So, I mean, when it comes to retirements and benefits, right, the biggest one is pay, right? So um, that's typically what people are, are after you have served uh, for so long are interested in. And so the, the monthly <laughs> isn't paycheck. That, isn't that the reason why we get to the end point? So yeah. one day we'll be paid. Okay. Uh, right. But also there's, you know, there's health benefits that come along with that, yeah. TRICARE. Um, and then, um, Reserve Component Survivor Benefits Plan is another thing that the Gray Area Retirements here uh, we do. So we, we work directly with survivors of soldiers um, to uh, submit their claims for survivor benefits for a spouse, for a child, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, so that, those are some entitlements uh, that maybe don't get uh, presented as often as just the pay, uh, but they're definitely you know, worthwhile. Absolutely. Uh, we also deal with um, those that are on the permanent disability retirement list and the temporary uh, retired list. And those are soldiers that have been uh, injured. Um, and, and if they've served 15 years, uh, they get, instead of a 20-year letter, they'll get a 15-year letter. And then they become eligible for pay and benefits um, when they turn 60 um, as well. Okay. 
And then, you know, the other part, uh, we talked about the, the deployments and the active duty time. So reservists gets mobilized, um, which, you know, obviously 20 years ago, we've seen an uptick of that uh, and, and those mobilizations. So each credible period can reduce their uh, retirement age from 60 to as low as age 50. So they could receive pay and benefits or pay really um, up to 10 years earlier. Now the TRICARE still doesn't start until 60, uh, but the pay would start, and that's through the uh, National Defense Authorization Act of 2008, enacted you know, service period that counts towards those reduced age, will re you know, reduce that age from 60 to, to whatever that credible period of time is. Wow, this is, this is a lot. So I am learning as you're speaking, I'm trying to take all this in, and I hope this is just as useful to our listeners. It sounds like you have, if you're ready to retire, if you're eligible, you've got to be involved in the process and you've got to, you've got to seek out the resources that you guys have for, for each other to, to have a successful retirement. Um, so we talked entitlements, right? Let's talk about um, an application. What about an application process? And, and where, at what point would I do that? Is that at when I reach my 20 years of credible service or is this, are we talking application process at age 59? Right, so I, I mean, I, I can't express it enough and, and make the point enough. It really begins before they move into that gray area, so while they're still serving. So um, that's the point, and, and so our retirement is based on a point system, and when they hang up their uniform, they're no longer correcting points. So um, it's, and one of the documents that's sent in with the application is called a chronological statement of points. Um, point statement. It's a DA-5016. And that really needs to be correct before they move into that gray area retire uh, section. So they have an S-1, they have a unit, they have access to the Army email, and they have a kind of a support network. But once they move into that gray area, that support channel kind of becomes uh, a little bit more narrow. Um, so I would say that it, it begins before they even move into that uh, gray area retire. And, and they should be getting uh, retirement briefs before they move in there so they could understand the pay and the benefits. But then uh, for the application process, you know, the first thing to, to point out is it is a process. So we like to say that retirement is a process, not an event. So we talked about the complexity of it and the great resources that are out there. However, you have some planning that you need to do to make sure you make the right decisions, make it less stressful. And uh, so when you apply for the application, it's not automatic, right? So there's some individuals out there that may think it comes automatically when they turn 60, but it does not. Uh, the government has no statutory obligation to, to pay you for those benefits unless you apply for it. And, and like I said, okay, we send so out- let's, let's go back to that. Yes. Because I think that's a key point, right? You are entitled to a retirement because you worked for it, you earned it. You earned it. But you have to request that that entitlement to be enacted. Yes. That's so the application. That's the application okay, process. Okay, got it. And it's, and it's two steps, right? So you move into the retired reserve or you become discharged and become a former member and then another separate application when you turn uh, 60 for most people or if you have that reduced age. Um, so currently there's about 6,000 service members in that gray area who are eligible for pay and benefits who have not applied. Okay. Uh, so one How of the challenges... How do you reach those 6,000 folks? Yeah, so that's exactly what I was getting to. Some of the challenges okay. that we have are these folks have been in the gray area for so long. They've moved. Sure. Uh, they haven't updated their information. 
and um, they have not probably received that age 59 postcard reminder that we send out in, in the mail. We get a lot of those returned back uh, from senders. So, you know, part of the application process, if you will, is to stay in contact with HRC, make sure you're updating your address, your phone number, your email address to a, a civilian email so that we can contact you, uh, you know, if, if need be. Okay, so let's, so I'm, I'm 59, I'm getting ready to be 60, um, and I have not received my postcard um, and maybe I'm not thinking about getting my entitlements, right? Maybe, maybe I have a different job, but I'm getting ready to turn 60 and I haven't heard anything from you folks. Who can I reach out to? Where, where can I go? Tell me the website, tell me the email, phone number. Um, so I'm, right. I'm that so person. There's I'm a of plethora 6, of information on the, on the internet. If you were to Google, uh, army reserve retirement, the first two hits are the U S army reserve retirements page. Uh, and it has all your points of contacts, your forms, um, information about all your benefits. Uh, and then the second hit would be the HRC gray area retirements page. Now on that page is the actual process. It has a checklist for the application and then where to email it. Uh, you can still send it in via mail, U.S. Postal Service as well. Uh, we'll take it however you can get it, to tell you the truth. And do I need a cat card to see those things? No, it's not behind. Uh, it's, it's open to the public. Th those websites are all open to the public. Fantastic. Yeah, so the application process, you know, uh, has a checklist. So, uh, you know, because we handle so many applications a year, any mistakes that little hiccup, and they're, they're all pretty little mistakes, a missing signature, a missing date, or a missing document. So we provide a checklist. It's, it, it really breaks it down exactly how you have to submit it, what you need. And then that comes to us. So if, you know, if there's any hiccups, we kind of have a process. So it comes into a place called the Army Service Center here at HRC, and they kind of do the uh, triage to it. They check it to make sure it's supposed to have five pages. It has five pages, and they kind of do that once over. Um, and then it comes to us in the greater retirements. And at that point, once it comes to us, if there's an issue, there'll be a pay analyst that is processing that soldier's case, and they'll reach out directly to that soldier. But again, it just kind of delays the, you know, the processing of your pay um, because of the vast amount of packets that we handle, it, you know, that kind of creates a, a, you have to kind of start over, I guess, if you will. Sure. Okay, so we've been, we've been talking about gray area retirements. Um, and, and all the things that go along with it, application, procedures, knowledge. Uh, we talked about entitlements briefly, your pay, survivor benefits, health care, uh, permanent and temporary disability management. Uh, those are entitlements to the retiree. Uh, I want to talk about the resources. So how can a retiree use resources or what resources get them to their entitlements? Right. So I say the biggest resource that they have out there is, as I discussed, within the National Guard and the Army Reserve Readiness Divisions are those retirement service officers. Um, they're spread out throughout the country, like I said, every state and territory within the National Guard and then every readiness division in the Army Reserve uh, have the RSOs. And uh, they can really provide that one-on-one -on -one counseling with individuals with questions, the application process. Um, they can talk about benefits, how to apply, you know, and like I said, they're kind of the boots on the ground. They're out there in the field and they're much more accessible um, than, than the gray area retirement branch because we're so small and um, handle so many cases 
um, the RSOs are really the, the touch point, the first touch point. We mentioned the websites, um, you, you know, so that the Army Reserve Retirement website, again, is full, chocked full of information on pay, benefits, processes, uh, it has forms, it has points of contacts for all the RSOs. Um, and then there's the HRC Gray Area Retirements page. Again, we provide the process, the forms, and since we're the ones that you know actually process the applications, uh, we maintain uh, the most current forms, um, and we're the ones that goes to. So you have a direct link to the Gray Area Retirements through that. Another great resource that retirees um, find helpful is the My Army Benefits webpage. Uh, and that's such a great benefit because it has calculators. So you can put in, it pulls information individually on that soldier uh, with their service. You do have to put in some of the information and then it can calculate their pay. So th that retiree can get an estimate of how much their, you know, their monthly paycheck is gonna be uh, from DFAS. So um, it can calculate how much their survivor uh, should they pass away, uh, what their benefits their survivors are going to be. So it has some great calculator tools that they can use to help plan um, moving forward into their retirement. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. That sounds like, sounds easy, right? You get to see it there instantly. They are. They're so. very intuitive, very easy. It's just click and point, and, and it provides some great information um, yeah. to that individual. And if you're not internet savvy, you can probably have your kids, niece, nephew, somebody show you how to use it. Yep, there's somebody like that can it. figure it out for you. If yeah. not, give us a call and we, we'll run you through it as well. Yeah, so. absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about the time that somebody should dedicate when they're close to their 20 years and you said hang up your uniform, right? When you're getting close to that time, what should I, how, how long in advance should I plan? What kind of things can I do 36, 24, or something like that. Is there a timeline you guys suggest for folks? Yeah, so really to receive their retirement briefs or uh, for those that are still serving that kind of hit that 17 to 20 year mark uh, so you can understand what the current policies and regulations and benefits are. And then in the gray area, as you approach you know, age 59, maybe it's 56, 57 with the reduced age to, to reach out to the retirement service officers, try to attend a retirement brief but for your pay and application, uh, the target for us is nine months prior to that retirement date. So for most reservists, National Guard, it's their 60th date of birth. So you can backwards plan off of that nine months. That's when you should be submitting your pay application for uh, pay and benefits to the gray area retirements branch. Okay, so if you're eligible, you'll know. If those are eligible, they'll know. They'll have received what's called that uh, the 20-year letter, the notification of eligibility. Yeah, and then it's go time. Then it's then it's go time. Yes. Yeah, You're, this is an exciting conversation. Yeah, it, you know, like I said, I, it, it's uh, it's very rewarding to help these soldiers yeah. uh, apply for the benefits that they earn. Absolutely. Burn. All right, so I have here in my notes something about pay, an entitlement of pay. Uh, a folk, you know, a person is 59. Um, they're eligible, they've done all the right things, they've applied, um, or rather if they're just in their gray area retiree window, um, and we talk about being proactive and assisting the government, rather, gray area retirements um, and other folks to get in contact with them. Uh, let's talk about pay. What can a person do here with DFAS MyPay account to make sure that their data is correct and they'll receive their pay? 
Okay, so DFAS has re recently established a, um, a MyPay account for gray area retirees, and it eventually it will turn into the account that they'll receive their, their uh, pay from. So this, this MyPay account for gray areas allows them to log on with their, their DS logon, uh, so they won't need a CAT card. Uh, it's just the username and password, and it'll allow them to update their contact information with DFAS. Now that's very important because DFAS will provide them with uh, any changes to policies, laws, regulation, uh, and they'll re remind them when they approach their retirement age, when they're eligible for pay. So it, they'll push out proactive communication to the retirees, allow them to update their information, and, and then once they submit their application to the gray area retirements, and then we forward that up to DFAS, DFAS will let them know that the, uh, they've received their application for pay, uh, when it's being worked on by a pay analyst, and then when it's completed and when they should start receiving uh, pay uh, in, their, in their bank account. So uh, a really great new resource that DFAS um, has for them to stay in contact. Now DFAS is a, um, a military-wide, so all the services use it, so it's not managed by HRC, but it's a great avenue for the gray area to stay in contact uh, with the military as far as their uh, pay and, and benefits. Okay. So uh, it says DFAS will notify the, the retiree when they get the application. So again, retirees are going to be notified if they have completed the necessary things they need to to receive their pay and benefits. Yeah, and, and they should know that uh, in a couple of different ways, right? So when we process their pay application, we, we cut an order, and that's their retirement order that moves them into the retired the retirement roles, and they'll get a copy of that email, and that allows them to go get their retirement ID card, allows them to go and get their medical uh, benefits started, uh, and then and then we forward that up to DFAS, and that's when DFAS will do their part to start their pay and allowances, and uh, and that's when they'll get the DFAS notice that. Um, so from DFAS, they'll get, hey, we received your application from HRC Gray Area Retirements. They'll get their retirement uh, order and then a letter, you know, saying congratulations for your retirement. Okay. But still the key to a successful retirement is being proactive, asking for your entitlements so that you don't miss a step. Yes. Like we said, it's not automatic. You have to be proactive. Um, there's some planning involved. There's decisions that you have to make. Um, you know, like, and there's some with a forms notebook that you with have all to... your dates and your passwords, and we're, we're we're really not supposed to do that, but just so you don't forget. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So keep it's, track of you everything. definitely have to be proactive uh, in order to receive your pay and benefits uh, when you turn sixty or your your retirement sure. date. Okay. So I mean, great content. We talked about so much. Uh, we talked about entitlements, but but this is about. You know, so folks understand when are they a gray area retiree. We covered that. We covered age. We covered, you know, when you hang up your uniform, what happens after you're done drilling, um, that you'll get your orders, how you apply. Is there anything that we've forgotten to discuss with our customers yet? No, I think we would just like to say, you know, once they retire, uh, to let them know that they're still a soldier for life and, and to be an advocate for the Army wherever they live. And so the mission of the retired soldier is uh, to hire and expire, uh, inspire, 
and uh, to help veterans get jobs, uh, you know, inspire the youth to follow in their footsteps and, and, and uh, serve in the military, uh, inspire Americans to understand their military and support their soldiers and their army. Uh, only 7% of Americans are veterans, and then less than 1% uh, of Americans um, are retired, uh, you know, retired from the military. So um, tell your Army story, uh, you know, let um, uh, America know what you did in the military. 50% of Americans say they don't know anything about the military. So help, uh, help us uh, reduce that civilian-military divide uh, one person at a time and, and tell your Army story. So, and lastly, I would just like to thank all the, the retirees and the veterans you know, for their long and dedicated service to this great nation. So, and and uh, I'm happy to help them any way I can. Great, thanks. Major Lana, thank you for taking the time to be with us um, and help us understand that process called gray area retirements. If you, our audience, have any additional questions, don't forget to check out the HRC website. Don't forget to check out the gray area retirements page. We'll take your feedback. Uh, if there's anything that you have a question on, submit it to the team. Uh, Major Lana said he's got a great staff up here, and they'll, they'll answer what they can in each individual case. And if you like this podcast, follow us on Divids. I'm Lieutenant Colonel Allie Scott, and I hope you come back for the next episode of Your Personnel File. Your Personnel File is a monthly podcast brought to you by the Army Human Resources Command Public Affairs Office, located at Fort Knox. Our technical support was provided by the HRC Audiovisual Team. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Your Personnel File.